You are listening to the Not So Darling Podcast. Hey, this is your host, Tanya Phillips, a socially awkward overthinker with the vocabulary of a well-educated sailor. On Not So Darling, we will discuss beauty, fashion, wellness, hot topics, honest conversations about family, friendship, marriage, and motherhood, and not taking ourselves so seriously because being perfect is lame. On today's episode of Not So Darling, I will be talking with Mel Simone. Mel is a Louisville-based movement junkie that has creativity and connection to her core. Mel moved to the 502 four years ago, and it has been her mission to find her people and support them fearlessly. She works for Bar 3 Frankfurt Avenue as an instructor and marketing manager as well as carrying a full-time career with Lululemon Louisville. Through these two jobs, Mel is known around the city for her dedication to the wellness community and her emphasis on keeping a positive mindset. In her spare time, Mel loves to support local restaurants, study art, and find the best music for her playlist. So listen in as we discuss Bar 3, All Things Lululemon, and how to stay mindful in this crazy world. Hey, Mel. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me via Zoom. I'm happy to be here. I am so happy to have you on and share your story. Um, yeah. But before we get started, oh, yeah, <laughs> but before we get started, I have to tell you a funny story. So when I went to record your intro, because I always record the intros prior to the guest coming on and so I said you know you know I, I read through your little intro that you gave me of your bio and then I you know was watching you on Instagram and on your story and then you said your last name and I'm like uh-oh I just introduced her as Mel Simon mm-hmm. yes so I am Simone and it's because I'm actually French Cajun. And so there's actually an accent mark over the O where it looks like a little V on top. Yeah. And I've always had that thing where everyone has thought Simon. Sometimes I'll just be like, just roll with it and be like, yeah, that's fine. Um, but yeah, I'm actually Simon. Yeah, Simone. And so I had to re record it. And I'm like, how funny would that have been if I would have released it? And then it would have just been terrible. I would have felt so bad. I go by both. I go by both. It's all good. But I can always know if someone really knows me, if they say Simon or Simone. Yeah. It's almost like my little test. Yes. Well, now I know you very, very well. So I'm going to make sure. I'm, yes, I'm passing. Um, and I know you said, so with your last name, you, you said you're a little French. Is that what you said? Yes, so I'm from, so my father's side is French-Canadian, and they're Cajun. So, grown up in Louisiana, Cajun to the core. So, it's really fun that I have this kind of eccentric side, um, because New Orleans, Louisiana, it's it's a whole a whole different game. But <laughs> my mamma cooks amazing food, amazing gumbo, and it's really fun that I've get, gotten to kind of grow up on that culture and it's really near and dear to my heart because I was going to ask you you know where are you from and and why did you move to the 502 yes 
So I'm from Lexington, Kentucky, born and raised there, went to school there, went to UK, and right out of college, I knew I wanted to go somewhere. I wanted to go somewhere new, somewhere different. So what I did is I actually gave myself a trial period. So I gave myself almost a year to travel. And I spent some time in different areas across the United States. Spent some time in Colorado, spent some time in Nashville, spent some time in New York City. And after traveling to those different places, kind of integrating myself into the cultures for a little bit, I realized my heart's in Kentucky. I love Kentucky. And I had spent a summer in Louisville while I was still at UK interning for the Louisville Ballet. So I had spent a summer living in Louisville, instantly fell in love with it, fell in love with the community, the creation that was going on. And it's definitely a gem of a city within Kentucky and it was the best because I was able to still be in Kentucky but still be in a kind of new and and vibrant community and I thought that I would move here and then move within the next like year of living here and here I am five years later so (laughs) so happy um well I'm thankful that you're here so happy to be here (laughs) how how is it being a cat in a car in card country. Oh, I hope I don't have people clicking out of the, <laughs> the podcast at this point, right? No, it's okay because I'm a cat fan. Okay, I am. A, right? My whole go. family um, has been nothing but diehard Kentucky fans, and so it, you know, my son ended up being a Cardinal fan, and I have no idea how that happened. But <laughs> Braxton is a Cardinal fan. No, I know exactly how it happened. See. All my friends are Cardinal fans, and so I'm like, and they were going, you know, at three years old, no, not go cats, it's go cards. And I'm like, no, and then they won the championship, and it was all said and done, and now he's a Cardinal fan, and I'm I'm still trying to work uh, on getting him coming over back from the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say, you know, there is space for both of us, and... I'm just happy to root for Kentucky, but I am definitely a diehard UK fan. I met my boyfriend through a mutual love affair of UK sports. And so, you know, around March time, it gets a little bit more difficult and people might not like me as much during those months, but it's so much fun. And I always say it's hilarious when you go into like a fan outfitters and you see how the fan outfitters is split half and half, right? You've got half UK, half U of L here in Louisville. Like if you did that in Lexington, <laughs> that would get burned to the ground. So it's nice that this is a little bit more of a melting pot. Um, but yeah, good mix. Yeah, and still, I, I bleed blue and I'm pretty sure my parents put me in a UK onesie as like one of my first outfits. So, well, that's, yeah, that's the same thing with Braxton. I mean, he wore nothing but Kentucky for the first three years of his life. And then I would, I, I mean, I literally did not buy anything Cardinals for him. My friends would do it for their, his birthday and I, I couldn't. And then finally I just said to myself, you know what? I can't do this. You know, I walked in. It was very hard. <laughs> I went on the Cardinal side and I'm going through it. And I'm like, okay. And then I started looking. I'm like, you know what? They do actually have some really cute shirts, you know? And, and, you and so I would always lean more towards the black 
am in the cardinal, you know, not the red because I do not like the color red. I don't know if it's because of that, because I grew up as a cat fan or, or what, but I just, I've, I've never really liked it. Like all my Christmas decor, nothing red, nothing green. It has to be, you know, matchy matchy with my decor and my home. But, um, yeah, so. Anyways, there's something deep rooted in the UK brain that we are supposed to not be attracted to the color (laughs) red, but it is, it is kind of inevitable and I am happy to be on the blue side. Yes. I'm happy that you're on the blue side with me as well. (laughs) But keep listening. If you're a cards fan, I appreciate you and I see you and yes, (laughs) we, we still love them. (laughs) I always tell my friends, I'm like, I still love you. And if I buy you things that are from Louisville, then you know that I love you. Because if I did not, I definitely wouldn't. (laughs) Okay, so, you know, I read somewhere, or I may may have heard that you were, no, are you a cowgirl? Or do you ride horses? (laughs) I mean, what, what, tell me about that. Right. So I I love to say that I have lived many different lives. And in the 28 years that I have existed, I have taken many different routes and turns. And I always think of a Waze app, right? When you have your Waze app in in your car and you make a wrong turn, your app doesn't freak out and say like, you've gone the wrong way. You've made the wrong turn. Stop. What are you doing? It just says rerouting. So I've rerouted a lot in my life, and my love of horses came out of nowhere. I, no one in my family rode, and I got super passionate about it from a young age and begged my parents for me to go to a horse camp. And so from a young age, I started riding, and I would do summer camps every summer, and I basically spent my whole life at the barn. That was all I was doing, and by... Around age 11, I got my first horse to compete with, and so I got really heavy into competitions, and I was competing all throughout the Kentucky circuit in hunter jumpers, and I did that all throughout high school, and I was actually undefeated for quite a while. What? Work. Yeah, it was so much fun. I love, loved it. So I had many different horses. I worked to help train other horses and also train kids to compete as well obviously that's a huge vibrant community in Lexington and then I actually initially went to UK and the reason why I did kind of just go straight into UK was because I did get a scholarship with equine and animal science and I did start off my degree as an equine management uh, major and I also was on the UK equestrian team which is probably the best equestrian team, I would say, in, yes. the, in the nation for obvious reasons, with it being the horse capital of the world. So that's kind of my journey. And I competed so much in high school that I didn't really have a normal high school life because I was working really hard and competing a lot and putting so much time and dedication into that. And I think that kind of bleeds into why I'm so passionate about the fitness industry, being an athlete and being very disciplined. Yes, it's different. It's not your normal 
vision of an athlete, but I definitely would consider myself a collegiate athlete. And then I also um, switched my major halfway through college and completely kind of changed paths, but it's all been a blessing and I've learned a ton from the equine industry. So not necessarily cowgirl, <laughs> didn't wear a hat, you know, didn't have uh, like fringe chaps, but well, a more uh, mellow down version of that to, to long story short. short. I, it's a very interesting fact about you, I think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you said, coming from Lexington, I would assume a lot of people are into horses. I mean, especially Kentucky in general, but... Right. Um, and I would consider you also an athlete because to stay on a horse, I mean, yeah. that probably takes a lot of strength. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've rode a horse a few times and it's, it's, it's very uncomfortable in some, some aspects. So, um, yeah. hats off to you. I tilt my cowgirl hat for you there you go thank you yeehaw (laughs) I know you said you're very passionate about fitness and it it, how did that lead you to bar three yeah so again just thinking about that ways app right reroute 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 I did not see myself in a career in fitness you know I this was all just something that kind of manifested itself and my passion and real zest for fitness started when I was at UK I actually took believe it or not a college credit course and this course was yoga so I got to take a college credit and I got to take yoga and I just developed this love for it and my mom can attest to this I would practice nonstop, and I started going to yoga classes with her at our local YMCA and again coming from this athlete mentality and being a horseback rider you're tight like your quads get tight your inner thighs get tight you're a pretty wound up person because your posture has to be so specific in order to execute at a high level in the hunter jumper world right so I when I started yoga I could not touch my toes I would fall over all the time I was you're not supposed to be good at yoga but you can be bad at yoga I guess because I was bad (laughs) at yoga and I just stuck with it and I found such a passion for it and so like I said I took a year or so off in between college and career and trying to figure out what I want to be and it was it was a hard year to really figure out what's going to bring passion and integrity and intention to my life because I didn't want to just pick something. I didn't just want to live day by day and kind of going through the motions. I knew there was something more. And so that's when I was like, I love fitness. I love movement. I think this is what I'm supposed to do. So once I did move to Louisville, I moved for a career with Lululemon, which I'm sure we'll get into later, athletic clothing. So I was working the retail side of fitness. And while doing that, I took my 200-hour yoga teacher training. So I was a yoga teacher first, taught yoga for about two years prior to Bar 3. But with Lululemon, we work a lot with local studios. So in Bar 3, when Nikki, the owner, was bringing Bar 3 to 
Louisville, she came into Lululemon, introduced herself, and got to teach us a private class before it opened. To be honest, my stigma of bar, I'm not proud to say it, but stigmas, they happen, they're inevitable, was that it was not for me. And once I took my first bar three class, I was absolutely hooked, fell in love, became a client first, and the rest is kind of history. Now I'm about to celebrate three years of teaching and I could not imagine my life without that community. Oh, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I, I am right there with you as far as when I first, when, when I first started into fitness, I was teaching, um, well, for, well first, when I first started into fitness, I would just go to the gym and my friend Renee she would want to go into the weight room and I'm like, hell no, I'm not going in there. Like that is, I'm just going to run and walk on the treadmill and, you know, excuse me again, get my cardio in and that's it. Uh, I'm not here to lift weights. I'm not here to do any of that. Uh, there's guys over there that is weird, you know? And so, um, once I started getting into it and learning more about the fitness industry, and things that weights, you know, help and, and all that. And building muscle is um, essential to, you know, growing and physically and helping your body. I started doing spin classes. So I was a cardio junkie. Like I would get on, I would teach, uh, or I would do these spin classes before I started teaching. And I would just go in there for like an hour. And then I'd get on the treadmill and I'd run for like 30 more minutes. It was just crazy. And then I started, I had a love for it. I just fell in love with it. So I started teaching, um, the cycle classes and then, um, so, so coming from that side of things, uh, when my life had changed after I found out that I had celiac disease, my life, my whole life stood still because I, within a month, lost almost 30 pounds. I was sick. I was tired. I had no muscle. Um, my weight was so low and I needed something to ease back into, um, to help my body get stronger. And when I walked into the studio, I just, honestly, it just felt like walking in and opening the door, just like this rush of warmth come over me and it, it was just like uh, I mean my shoulders relaxed it was just it was so welcoming and the first class I mean the very first class I literally wanted to just sob cry and I just felt so moved and it, the rest is history for me I mean it was like there's nothing else so I had that same you know when I first thought about it I was like yeah right this is not going to do anything for me um I mean you barely move you know or you know in the beginning of bar three you know they didn't do as I mean I guess they did do cardio but it wasn't like as intense as I was used to so um so yeah so I uh I've tiptoed into trying yoga and that I've done bar three it has helped me um, get into more of the yoga because they do do some yoga poses or some of the similar things. And it has helped me kind of want to get into that a little more. So since we're talking about that, tell me more about like your yoga, um, training and experience. 
Yeah, so I knew I wanted to initially go through yoga teacher training because yoga was the first thing that I kind of fell in love with in within the fitness realm and it's such a practice and it brought me a lot of peace of mind and body again coming from this competitive background of you need to be better you need to keep pushing you know having coaches that you get out of the ring after you've competed and they're like you did A, B, and C wrong. It's all about what you did wrong. And so I really needed to retrain my mind a little bit. And like I said, even earlier, I said, you know, I was terrible at yoga starting out. Well, I'll give you all a grand spoiler alert of yoga. There is no end result. There's no way to be good or bad. And so that was something I really needed in my life and something that made me very uncomfortable. And I am a firm, firm believer in in order to grow, you must get a little uncomfortable. You got to ruffle the feathers. You got to ride the wave. So that's when I knew I wanted to go through yoga teacher training. At the time, this, you know, is now five, six years ago. There wasn't as many studios in Lexington. So that's why I made the jump to Louisville. I started the career with Lululemon and I just started taking classes at as many studios as I could and really made sure that the studio I chose, it's a big investment. It's a big time investment. It's a big financial investment. I wanted to make sure I was a hundred percent committed to this studio, that instructor and that curriculum. And so I found a studio that sadly has closed its doors since my training, but it's called Yogaya and it was on Frankfurt Avenue, actually right down the road from Bar 3. But the experience I had was absolutely warming and incredible and difficult and it was way more emotional than I thought it would be. And I actually did an intensive. So I took a sabbatical from work where it was a month long intensive. So every day for a month and to become a yoga instructor, you have to do a 200 hour minimum training. So it was 200 hours packed into that month and also teaching extra classes on top of that. So it was a physical demand of the body, a mental demand of the mind, but I wouldn't change that experience for anything. And even the people that go through yoga teacher training and don't teach, it's such a great way to just work and stretch your mind. And I think a lot of my growth mindset comes from yoga teacher training. Yeah, it has, it it definitely helps the mindfulness, the strength or the stretching of your body and the strength. And also 100% in the mind. And it has helped me so much just in the few short times that I've done it. Um, breathe better. Like learning to breathe in postures. I mean, I would love nothing more than to hold one of those really super strong poses that I see other people do. I, I don't know the names of them. But um, so I, I, I'm leaning in there, you know, it's. It's like I said, bar three has really helped open my mind and it's given me so much peace within my life. And I, I, I don't know what I would do without, without bar three, honestly. <laughs> being, I don't want to know. I don't no. know. I don't want to be in that world, a world where bar three doesn't, doesn't exist. exist. No, thank you. <laughs> so I know we've talked a little bit or you have talked a little bit about Lululemon. So what is Lululemon? Yes. So Lululemon is 
is, in my opinion, the best company in the entire world, but I might be a little biased. So we are an active lifestyle and fitness brand that is kind of essential, known for their leggings, but it originally was a yoga company founded in Vancouver, and the original founder started the company because he would go to yoga classes and see women wearing like giant oversized shirts or their you know husband sweatpants like not wearing gear that made them feel strong and empowered and you know wearing stuff that is going to wick sweat and is meant to you know move with the body because yoga was still kind of a relatively new practice when lululemon was started it's been about 20 years now that the company has been rocking and rolling i actually celebrated yesterday my five-year anniversary with the company which is super exciting but what i love so much about lululemon is it's not it's not fully about the clothes yeah we make amazing product and we stand behind our product 100 percent. it's literally all i wear but the company is about something bigger. We call ourselves like the sweat life and we are doing so many different things to find like activation throughout different communities, helping communities grow through sweat, allowing people to live healthy and sustainable, happy lives. And I'm, I'm a huge, huge firm believer in this company and it is so much more than clothes. And, you know, if you'd ask, 18 year old Mel, if you saw her working in a retail company, I would be like, absolutely not. And now 28 year old Mel is the happiest she's ever been because of this company. How, how did you find Lululemon and why did you start a career there? Yeah. So lovely thing about Lululemon is we offer a lot of free classes. So while I was getting into yoga, I was a poor college student. Lululemon back in Lexington was hosting free yoga classes every Saturday in their store. So I started just taking classes and fell in love with the clothes, could not afford the clothes, but would literally just like scroll on their website almost every day. I wish I was kidding, but I'm not. Like that's how obsessed I was. And I remember I still have my first pair of blue lemons I ever got. I got them for Christmas. They were the only thing I wanted on my Christmas list. And they're like these ridiculous like flare when you remember when like the flare yoga pants yes. were all we wore yes. with a colored, like a bright colored waistband. Oh that yes. Was, that was the look. So I still remember my first pair. And I was, and I mean, wow, what a test to our quality. I still have those pants. Don't really wear them that much anymore. They're a bit dated in the style realm, but I call them my spray tan pants. <laughs> and uh, for obvious reasons. Yes. And so, yeah, I, I love that the first way I got acclimated to Lululemon was not through product. It was through mm-hmm. community. Right. And I just saw the employees there. They all look so happy, so warm. Everyone was supporting each other. And I was like, ding, 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 I want to do this. So it all just kind of fell into place. And like I said, I, on a whim, drove up to Louisville for my interview when I was still living in Lexington. They're like, wait, you want to you want to move here and take this job? I'm like, yes, please. So I had, I got hired on as a full-time educator, which is kind of our sales general position. And then I was in that position for a month before being promoted to the 
manager team and I've been on that leadership team now for five years and it's just been such a good supplement too. I always recommend to people that are kind of searching for something or, you know, want to find a career in fitness. Lululemon is a beautiful supplement because as much as I love bar three, I love teaching that can't be my main financial income. It can't be something that I, you know, I can't teach 20 classes a week. I would crumble. So Lululemon's a great supplement where, you know, I've got my benefits, I've got my 401k, I've got some stability, but it also supports my other passion with bar three and the jobs can kind of gel together really beautifully and support each other and go, go back and forth, which I'm really grateful for. And, and not to mention, you probably get a heck of a discount. (laughs) You do not (laughs) want to see my closet. (laughs) Uh, No, I do because I want to say, uh, whatever you are not wearing, please give them to me. (laughs) Oh yeah. I get that text from friends quite a bit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I walk past Lululemon I used to all the time and I would look in there and I'd say what what is that place you know I would just kind of you know just peek around and just kind of walk by and I just I really never knew about them until one of my friends actually she I had met her at Starbucks and we hadn't seen each other in a while and so we were talking we were sitting there talking and she was talking about Oh, I think I was talking about how I was freezing with these leggings that I had on that I had bought somewhere else. Um, They were thinner. And I'm like, you know, if I bend over, you kind of can see, you know, through them. And she was like, girl, let me tell you, you need to go to this place in the mall. And it's called Lululemon. And I'm like, they sell leggings? And she's like, yes, they sell like leggings and workout stuff. I'm like, oh, that's what it is. And she's like, yeah, you really need to get these. So I'm like, okay, so what are they? And she's like, just go in there. They'll help you out. And I said, well, I just really want one pair, you know, of black leggings that I can wear on the day today, you know, to, you know, wear out, not really necessarily work out in, but just wear them. And so I went in and uh, I was kind of like a little scared. I'm like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. And so, but everyone was so nice. And I don't remember who helped me, but I walked in, I told them I'm looking for, you know, some everyday leggings, black ones. They, they said, here they are. And I flipped the tag over and I thought, Oh, whoa. I said, Oh, Oh, I said, well, I've got to try these things on to make sure that this investment is worth it. And I went into the dressing room, put them on and I was doing all the tests, you know, like squatting down, bending over, (laughs) And I'm like, I got to get these. So I bought them. And so they they were like the first ones and they weren't my favorites. Uh, I have, I'm, I, I, I have so many aligns mm-hmm. that, queen of lines. yes, I am the queen of aligns. I, I just purchased two new ones that just came and I was wearing one pair yesterday and I couldn't tell you the the name of the color, but it looks kind of like a tie-dye or not tie-dye, but it's kind of swirly almost. And, and then I got the new, I call it cheetah print, but did you see the new one? They're like grayish 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm laughing because I believe <laughs> as we're speaking, a UPS man is dropping oh. off my Lululemon shipment that I treated myself for my five-year anniversary. <laughs> right as we're yeah. talking about this. So, so tell us what, or tell me, what the secret sauce is to those aligns. Because mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm sitting here now wearing my just uh, black capri aligns, and I just honestly have to say I feel like I am wearing nothing so you know it's it's I get still get enough compression you know still but not something to where I'm like oh sitting here and I can't breathe but it, it just right. feels like butter or just like soft I don't know I just yeah I love them <laughs> so yeah what? so those were created with the yogi in mind because we thought about when you're practicing, you're doing all these intricate postures, or maybe you're not, but when you're flowing through yoga, most of our people wanted to feel distraction-free, right? Mm -hmm. Honestly, it's kind of like if you could not wear pants, that would probably be the best-case scenario, but our society does frown upon you not wearing (laughs) pants to yoga, so in came the aligns, which are kind of that solve for it, and you hit the nail on the head when you said buttery soft. That's exactly how we describe them to our guests in the store because they are a super buttery soft feel mm. and they're created with specific seaming, a flat seam. So you're not going to feel that seam on your body when you're moving a nice sleek high waist. And they're just created to be your second skin. And it, we actually call it a naked sensation. It, you it, feel you're not wearing pants. It, yeah. Could you imagine though, naked yoga? Whoa. <laughs> And that yeah, would be, no, no, that. <laughs> that would be, uh, that would be something. That would really be that something. That is outside now. of my realm of fitness <laughs> and I will leave it at that. Okay. Come on. You know, you want to do a little <laughs> instructing of a yoga class of a naked yoga. I could totally see oh, you trying to hold it together. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, right. I no. can barely teach a regular class. I couldn't even imagine. <laughs> oh, but, um, yeah, they're super buttery soft. So if, you all ever go to Lululemon? Please check those out because they are yes, so nice. Ghost, yes, and ask for Mel; she's the best. But ask for Mel Samo because there's yes. two of us. Oh, okay. People are like, which Mel? Okay, okay. Well, Mel Samo, yeah. not Simon, not Simon, Mm-mm, not Simon. They'll know that you don't actually know me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So in your bio, you said that you love music. What? Um. What is your favorite song these days? Hmm, I mean, what a loaded question. So I am a huge music junkie. As I've said multiple times in this interview, rerouting is kind of the theme of my life. And at one point, I did work for our college radio station, did almost train to be a DJ. And I also worked for a lot of music festivals, and that was like a huge part of my life growing up was working festivals. And I always joke before the world of Lululemon, I was like the only retail I knew was like slinging merch at music festivals. So music's always been deeply integrated into my life and been a big outlet for me. But I have to say my number one song right now, it's so interesting. I've been loving the Talking Heads, so I've been going back a little bit and I love mixing old music with new music and creating playlists but 
um, Talking Heads have been my jam lately and have brought me a lot of joy, a lot of dance parties to them. Yes, yes, I love the Talking Heads too. I want to say that's an 80s. 80s thing correct okay yeah I'm totally into the 80s girl I love I love all music okay Mm -hmm. I grew up listening to country music but I mean I'm not going to say that I'm a hater of country music I I just don't particularly listen to um country music my husband he does I don't now old school country love it the new school I'm not saying that I dislike it I just don't find it as interesting but I like all so I will listen to it um I'll listen to a lot of music but I I have to say I know in one of your classes you have me hooked on this Justin Bieber yummy uh thanks to you oh my gosh I love it I love it love it love it like after you played it I had to like download the song and then I was playing it over and over. And I even did like a little video of, on my story one day. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I just love this song. It's just got me feeling so great. And that's what I love, too, is that specific songs can kind of evoke that emotion. And I try to kind of curate my playlist within a class as well to kind of rise and fall with the energy of the class or making sure I have the appropriate amount of like fun, hype songs and also kind of like grounded more chill songs to kind of go with how your mood can almost acclimate to each song. So hopefully you experience that in class. And I always say that I definitely was a DJ or some kind of music mixologist in my past life. So I like that to kind of come to fruition. Yeah, for sure. I for sure can say that you have some good DJ skills. Uh, I love all your playlists, and there's also one song on there that, uh, or one song that you play a lot of, and it was like a song back in, oh my gosh, now I, I don't remember the name of the song, um, and it's it's kind of like a remix, I think, um, but uh, what you play, but it was something like in my high school days. And it was, oh, what is it? It's like, I know that this song, I think what you're thinking is boy, yeah. Heart to yes. Mind. And Matt Joe is who sang the one that I play, but yes. it's got such an old school vibe to it with like a new beat and spin on it. And that song, like you cannot help, but like dance to it, shimmy to it. And I always say in class, like have some fun with this, take the work out of it. And just, like, get in the moment. Like, it's okay to – we're so much about, like, kind of pulling down the wall and having some fun within our classes because Bar 3 is all about redefining what success and fitness means. And it definitely does not need to be serious. It does not need to be, you know, this challenging thing that you have to approach it with a negative mindset. And I think music is a beautiful way to kind of – break that down and to get people a little bit more in their bodies and let their shoulders kind of wiggle, you know, let their jaw unhinge and, and let's have some fun. Like, yes, it is. I say like not challenging, but it is challenging, but you it's, know, it's, it's a good tool. It's a good tool. Music is such a good tool. It, 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 it helps you not only relax, but it also can excite you. And it also can bring back so many memories. Just one song, one verse. It's so, it's, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I love music. 
I could uh, talk about it all, all day, but obviously, yeah. I mean, we have all day for the most part right now, but yeah, right. so we're at the last four questions that I ask and every, to every um, guest, name something in your life you've done that wasn't so darling. That's a tough one. Again, how much time do we have? Right. Oh, well, we have time for the dirt. Okay. Cause right, I love right. to hear the dirt. <laughs> so my personality, if you don't know me, I'm very passionate. I'm very, I feel a lot of feels. And so sometimes I can let my emotions kind of deviate away from me maybe being my best self. And so that's something that I've really had to kind of work on and knowing when it's okay to, you know, let your emotions feel and, you know, get in your feelings, get this, you know, get your emotion out. But there's definitely been some times where I've let my emotions kind of steer my decisions in a not so productive way so Mm -hmm. I think most of my instances have been where I've kind of let emotion get the best of me and whether it's you know it is a good thing it's a beautiful thing but it can it can hinder you and sometimes in specific settings I can feel just a little too much. <laughs> that makes sense. No, I get it. I I totally get it. Um, I'm the same way. Um, sometimes I wear my heart on my sleeve, and then yeah. s- and and you know, I was telling Melanie uh, when I recorded with her yesterday that no one knows except my close friends and family about what my nickname was, Gangsta T. Okay, Gangsta T will come out. And when Gangsta T, no, please don't. I'm serious. Like my husband's one of his best friends at the time gave me that name because I was doing things that wasn't very darling, but he deserved them. Okay. Let me just say he deserved the cussing that he got because he was doing things that was inappropriate, you know? And that's a whole nother story. But anyways, um, and he called me Gangsta T. So I, I told them, like, only a few select people know Gangsta T. And Gangsta T can come out. But um, with the help of Bar 3, my, mm-hmm. I have really chill. I'm really chill now. So I'm not yeah. as uh, quick to get as crazy. The crazy doesn't break, up, break out as fast. <laughs> yeah, and I... I'm super grateful that I work for two companies that are very much about feeling what you need to feel. And actually I was on a call a couple days ago with one of our community creators for Lululemon. And he talked about something that he does with his young child and it's called halt. And I have loved this. So you have to just halt and think, are you hungry? Are you angry? Are you lonely? Or are you tired? Are you acting of those four things? Think of halt. And it has honestly really helped me because probably my poor boyfriend could say (laughs) the most stories about when I've been the 
most less darling, darling. if you will. Um, and let's be real, most of them are because of that age, because I'm hungry. So he now <laughs> you're so funny. Yeah, you're so funny. You're so funny. And she, I'm let me just say, eating, she yes, and she eats things that are things like you would see like a child eat sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Cool. and she loves it. But yeah. yes, and I see that. I see you, and I like it. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. I. It's so funny. Our boss at Bar Three, Nikki. Every time I come in, I have like an applesauce like squirter, like those little a lot the of packets. They're, they're children, yeah. yeah. Or like a whole wheat bagel with peanut butter on it. And she's like, "You literally eat all the things that I feed to my young daughter." daughter. But you know, I'm always on the go. I'm always working out. I'm always sweating. So these little things I can pack. You know that I can get some quick sugar in just to make sure that I'm, you know, keeping my calories up. Because that's super important when you're teaching, you know, a couple classes a week and then you, or a couple classes a day, and then you get, you know, your own workouts on top of it. So right. You I don't want to find myself constantly snacking. Right, and you don't want to be depleted either. So yeah. Okay. So, what celebrity or a person do you find to be so darling? Oh, this is easy. I'm obsessed with him. Jimmy Fallon is my love. And I think that darling can also mean charming. And he's just hilarious and so just like, what's it, personable? I just feel like I know him. And he's always been a celebrity that I have adored and looked up to. And especially now with everything going on with COVID, he's been doing his show from his house. Yes. And it's been amazing seeing him like interact interact with his daughters and his wife while recording this. And I just, I appreciate I his craft so much. Mm-hmm. And I think he's very cute. Oh, yes. He is very cute. Uh, so that helps. Right. And he's very funny and he's so down to earth. And you are the second person that actually said uh, his name. Um, yes, I promise. And yes. And I'm trying to remember who said that now. Um, but someone else did. And, um, and I said the same thing as what you just said about watching him now at home with his children and his wife. And just, it's just, I love, you know, if we can just get one thing good out of this situation that we're in right now um is that it's just you know everybody's just being real and just keeping it you know and just seeing them in their home settings and knowing that they are people too they're you know it's 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 so comforting to know that they're not just the celebrity you know they are actually a person so right I know there was even there, one of the episodes I watched, he interviewed Lin-Manuel Miranda, who is another one of my obsessions in love. Huge musical theater nerd, and I love Hamilton. It's phenomenal and probably one of the best days of my life when I got to see it. But he was interviewed by Jimmy Fallon, and so obviously Lynn has all of these awards behind him. And uh, Jimmy kind of like points out some of the awards, and literally Lynn pulls up a picture that his son or daughter had created he's like yeah but look at this look at this drawing my kid made and it's like who cares about these awards he's like look at what my kid did and it was just such a pure moment and I just I love you're exactly right I love seeing people in their true authentic 
selves and you know it's kind of we're all in this together not to quote high school musical but we are we're all kind of on the same playing field obviously there's a range of different scenarios that people are dealing with but this virus is affecting every single one of us in some way or another so it it does kind of connect us universally in a way yes i i I agree i agree okay so you've kind of mentioned already what's in your closet but what is in your closet and i already know lululemon stretchy pants (laughs) but i do also i love i love fashion i have always appreciated it loved it it's almost again kind of an art form uh, an outer expression so you nine to five you're gonna find me in athletic wear and usually monday to friday you are but i also like to find pieces lululemon's great at also creating super unique and stylish pieces that i can throw on with a pair of wedges and a jean jacket and look put together while still being super comfortable and coming from maybe a sweat session and then go grabbing a beer with some friends, which I love. Um, so yeah, it, it's definitely rooted in comfort, but I like to kind of push the boundaries a little bit, wear some different pieces, and I love experimenting with jewelry, clothing, and I don't even want to tell you how many shoes I have. Shoes, okay. They are my weakness. Oh, I could only imagine. I always say if I'm in athletic wear all the time, I got to have some funky shoes to kind of show off my personality. So a lot of a lot of snakeskin, a lot of patterns, platform sneakers, all of those fun things. I love it. Well, I think you always look fashionable. And and so um, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. OK. And to the last question is, how would you describe your home decor? Hmm. This one is one I'm probably the least proficient in. Um, home decor is not something I think is my my sweet spot. I definitely have kind of thrown together my space. I'm super lucky to be in the apartment that I'm in. It's on an amazing street here in Louisville, and I've always wanted to live on the street, so I'm really lucky to be here. I've got a big front porch and screen doors and it's a really charming spot yeah I'm totally jealous I'm totally jealous of it I really am because I've passed by there and I think I know exactly where it is and you walk to the studio I'm like I want to I want to live there and I told my husband that but he's totally against it he's he wants you know more land and he needs a big garage I'm like no we need to live there so I can walk to the studio Yeah, this is kind of my dream apartment, and it's kind of my, you know, single lady, even though I'm not a single lady spot, that I get to kind of create and have my own space before my next chapter of life, so it's kind of been my safe spot, and I've really, really enjoyed my time here. I've been here almost a year, but I would definitely say it's kind of a little bit of like country chic but I do like a lot of modern flair as well I love local art so I've got a lot of local art a lot of things from my travels to kind of keep it personalized to me but so it's a it's it's a great eclectic mix of things 
Yeah. Yes, because I can see uh, some artwork. Um, I can see her right now. Um, although we're recording via Zoom, I can see her, and I can see right behind her that she has a really neat uh, piece of art. So yeah, it's really this, pretty. This door is actually. Oh, it's a door. Like, it's a door. Yeah. Oh. So it's actually got a really, really cool story, and I can kind of end on this because it actually beautifully encompasses one of the final reroutes that has existed in my life. And I had mentioned previously that I started off at UK as an equine management major. And then my junior year, I decided horses have been my identity my whole life. I need to grow. I need to get uncomfortable. I need to do something new. So what is the complete opposite of being in the College of Agriculture? Why not just switch to the College of Fine Arts? So I actually switched my major my junior year to a degree in art administration and also a degree in art history. So that's actually what I graduated in. And while I was in my art administration classes, a few of me and some of my classmates, I was just super, super motivated and passionate and really um, got to learn so much in school. And shout out to all of my art administration professors because they, they bred a lot of life into me. And so I was had a lot of cool classmates and we decided to start a nonprofit while we were in school. So we started something called Art in Unlikely Places. And this beautiful door, what we did is we had all of these doors, we had like 13 or 14 doors donated from Habitat for Humanity. And what we did is we uh, paired up local artists with local nonprofit charities. And we had each artist design a door based on kind of the feeling the community of that nonprofit and then we hosted a giant event at the end where we auctioned off all of these beautiful doors and the doors um the proceeds went to back to those nonprofits and before we auctioned off the doors they actually the doors got to be displayed in the nonprofit so it was kind of gapping the world of artists and nonprofit community and making art accessible to the people that maybe wouldn't have access or feel comfortable walking into an art gallery. We're like, let's just bring the art to them. So this door was one of the doors that we auctioned off and my lovely parents who I love so much actually purchased it for me. So this was for the center of uh, community for uh, adults with dementia. Wow. So it's got the hands with the gold yes. kind of symbolizing memory. Um, so it's a sweet, sweet memory that I have in my apartment and I love to look at it and it kind of brings back a really happy, creative and, and hardworking time in my life. That is a pretty inspiring and neat story. You have some very cool facets to you well, that I did not know. <laughs> yes. So, so let me just ask real, real quick. Did you do any of the art on that door? Zero. Okay. Zero. Okay. So we were we partnered local artists with local artists. Okay. With the local okay. uh, nonprofits because it's, beautiful. it's so funny when I decided to go into art. You know, everyone's like, "Oh, what's your art form?" No, I, I, my art form. I like I said, I was in art history as well. So mm -hmm. I did work in some galleries and curatorial work. So my art form is how I present and display specific art. But I am just like a stick figure drawler. Yeah, that's form. me. Yeah, I, I love I love to be creative, but right. 
I'm creative only... is so different for yes. everyone. Yes. Everyone's creative and it doesn't mean that you can just draw a really cool picture. Um, and I think that more than ever, we're kind of breaking down the stereotype of what it means to be a creative a person. Life. Oh, yeah. Okay. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Mel, so much for sharing your story. I, I have loved it. I've loved hearing all about you, and I know so many new things about you. So it's pretty exciting for me, and I hope everyone will enjoy it as much as I did. So before we go, tell my listeners how they can find you. Yes. So the best way to connect with me is through Instagram. So my Instagram handle is namaste, which is N-A-M-A-S-T-E underscore Mel, M-E-L. So shoot me a DM. Let's connect. Um, That's definitely my platform that I use the most to connect with people and even so much more now with what's going on in the world. It's been a beautiful tool for me to connect with people all over. And so I really hope you slide into my DMs and let's connect. (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you again so much. And I'm sending, I'm sending big air hugs to you. Yes. All the virtual hugs. Um, Yes. Virtual hugs. I miss you. Thanks. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to follow Not So Darling Podcast on Instagram.